if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. I hope you're enjoying our gut health series. If you've missed the previous couple of episodes we've done, please make time to go back and listen to them at some point. They are, you know, really building on each other to give you a really good foundational knowledge of your kids' gut health. It's a huge area. So I wanted to split it up over four episodes. So this is episode three. In our first episode of the Gut Health series, we talked about why your child's gut health is so important, the six main areas. And in last week's podcast episode, we talked about four things in your child's diet that are depleting their gut health. This week, I am talking about the three chemicals your kids are exposed to that are ruining their gut health. It all sounds pretty negative, doesn't it? Um, But really, my goal here is to make you aware of some of those things that kids are commonly exposed to or consuming through their diet that that are slowly depleting their gut health. So there's you know, less need for intense kind of gut health work in terms of building it up. And last week I used the analogy of a leaking bucket. If we're solely focusing on, you know, getting all of the good things in to build up our kids' gut health, 
but we still have a lot of this exposure to foods and chemicals, then it's sort of like trying to fill a leaky bucket. We want to plug up those holes first with awareness and making you know, steps, progress towards reducing our kids' exposure to some of these things within their diet and the chemicals that we're going to be talking about today. So unfortunately, you know, our kids are exposed to more chemicals and toxins than kids ever have been before. And it is, you know, pretty dire when you look at it like that and you look at some of the stats. Um, but if we are aware of these things as parents, and today we're going to focus on on a few that are that are having the most detrimental effect on our kids' gut health particularly, um, then we can, you know, make some changes to try and reduce our kids' exposure to these things, or in some cases, make sure we're replenishing and doing that gut replenishing work after exposure to some of these things. So the first chemical that I want to talk to you about today, you know, is really a group of medications. And of course, you know, medications can be life-changing, life-saving. I'm not saying don't ever use any of these medications, but what I find when I share this information, which which I've done with with our Natural Super Kids Club members before, is a lot of parents don't know this stuff. And so you don't need know that you need to do that gut replenishing work after your child's needed to take one or more of these medications. And I think most of you are probably aware that antibiotics have a detrimental effect on our gut microbiome. Antibiotics kill bacteria. And of course, they save lots of lives every single year. Um, and I, for one, would not want to be a mum. You know, think back to the days where when mums didn't have that reassurance of, of you know, easy to access antibiotics if their kids did get infected with a nasty bacteria. But the problem is that antibiotics are way overprescribed these days and that's causing, you know, a lot of issues. And this happens particularly, you know, in pregnancy and in very young, you know, babies, newborns, because, you know, there is that higher risk. So antibiotics are often prescribed unnecessarily for um, pregnant women and, and newborns. And they're getting that exposure to these medications, you know, in that crucial time where that gut development is is happening. So again, I just want to really make it clear. I'm not saying you shouldn't give your newborn antibiotics, you shouldn't take antibiotics um, when you are pregnant, anything like that. They are definitely necessary sometimes. Um but, you know, you do just want to make sure they are necessary um, before taking them. And sometimes, you know, a second opinion from another doctor uh, can be helpful. So, but, but more importantly is to understand that antibiotics kill bacteria, so they also kill the good, healthy bacteria within our microbiome. And many of the kids that I see with gut issues have been on really early life antibiotics or lots of courses of antibiotics over their lifetime for, you know, infections, illness. Um, and over time, you know, that definitely does have a major impact on the gut microbiome. 
And so anytime you need to give your kids antibiotics, anytime you take antibiotics, you really want to make sure you are replenishing the good bacteria um, after you've taken a course of antibiotics. And so that could look like, you know, some really good quality probiotic supplements. And there's, you know, certain foods and things you can focus on getting into your diet um, after antibiotics as well, the fermented foods, the probiotic foods. Um, But I would always recommend taking a course of good quality probiotic supplements after taking antibiotics. So it's pretty common knowledge that antibiotics have a detrimental effect on the gut and the gut microbiome. Um, But what is lesser known is that a lot of other medications can have a detrimental effect on the gut microbiome as well. Um, including the oral contraceptive pill. Now, this isn't obviously relevant for kids, but it is relevant for us mums. So I wanted to mention that I was on the oral contraceptive pill for many years um, and my gut definitely suffered because of it. Um, And I think there's lots of women out there that, you know, just aren't aware of that impact that the pill does have on the microbiome. So if you're on the pill, um, definitely make sure that you're taking a good probiotic regularly. Steroids can have an impact on the gut microbiome as well. Um, And anti-inflammatories, antacids, antidepressants. So it's you know, important if your kids are on any of these medications that you're doing some extra work to look after their gut. Um, And, you know, I do recommend professional help if you're needing help in this area. Um, We have some really handy online express appointments that you can book through the Natural Super Kids website to get some quick advice on to what would be um, the best probiotic or sort of treatment plan for a child um, or an adult post-taking or while taking these kinds of medications. So again, I'm not saying don't ever use these medications, but just that awareness that these medications are having an impact on our kids' gut health and their microbiome. Okay, the next chemical that I want to talk about, oh, this is a big one, um, are A group of chemicals, really, antibacterial substances, antibacterial chemicals. Hello, pandemic. (laughs) When these, you know, antibacterial chemicals, if we weren't using them in excess before, which I think we were, we certainly have been over the last couple of years. And look, there is a time and a place for these. There is, you know, there's definitely been a higher need to use antibacterial chemicals, um, whether it is in personal care products, in cleaning, um, you know, in commercial cleaning. Um, so there has been an, a, a higher need for these kinds of hardcore, um, hardcore cleaning chemicals. Most certainly. So there is definitely a time and a place to use these. But, you know, really early on in the pandemic, I remember the big focus being on hand washing is the most effective way. Um, But still, I I can't even imagine, you know, how... um, how much growth there has been in the use of antibacterial hand sanitizers, antibacterial, you know, soaps, hand washers, cleaning products. And, you know, even before the pandemic, 
there, there's always been this marketing to mums that makes us believe that we need to use antibacterial products to protect our kids, to keep our kids safe from the nasty germs, to keep our house sanitised and safe for our families, and not to mention, you know, that sparkling clean look. And I remember, you you might remember an ad here in Australia, I don't know, a couple of years ago where there was that mum that was that was wiping her bench with a piece of chicken and i think the you know the the message of the ad was something along the lines of you know if you're not using this chemical antibacterial spray then you may as well be wiping your benches with a chicken breast or a chicken leg um which is absolutely ridiculous you know there are definitely a lot of other options than using these harsh antibacterial cleaning products within our houses. So things like hand washers, hand sanitizers, floor cleaners, surface sprays, air sprays, mouth washers, dishwashing products um, can all contain, you know, pretty harsh antibacterial chemicals. And of course, again, antibacterial, um, anything antibacterial is potentially going to have a detrimental effect on our microbiome that is made up of, you know, really precious and beneficial bacteria. Um, and even when we're using these products externally, you know, they can make their way into our kids' bodies. So when we're mopping our floor with that antibacterial floor cleaner and then our babies are, are um, crawling all over the floor, you know, some of that is going to be ingested. Um, or if we are using antibacterial uh, dishwashing powders in our dishwasher, you know, there's going to be traces of that left on the plates that our family then eat off of. Um, so there's lots of lots of examples, you know, like that, that we can try and start to reduce our use of and move towards more natural, eco-friendly, low-tox products. Now, this is a huge area, but to give you you know, a starting point, there's a couple of chemicals that you really do want to try and avoid in this antibacterial chemical um, group. And they are triclosan. So that is spelt T-R-O-C-L-O-S-A-N, triclosan, and triclocarbon, T-R-I-C-L-O carbon, C-A-R-B-O-N. So these are pretty nasty antibacterial chemicals. We want to try and avoid them if we can. The tricky thing is that labelling laws here in Australia and in lots of other countries um, don't it's not essential for um, cleaning products to label every ingredient that they are using within a product. And so labelling laws make it really tricky to be able to determine whether um, certain products contain these chemicals, but still look out for them, avoid any sort of product that has triclosan or triclocarbon in it, um, and anything that says antibacterial on it, um, you know, you want to be looking further into what the ingredients are in there. Um, good old, you know, soap and water. You can use things like um, bicarb, vinegar, um, and as I said, there's lots of pre-made, you know, natural eco-friendly products um, that can be really great to look into. 
I also just want to add, there is a time and a place for these kinds of chemicals. You know, if gastro is going through the house, if COVID's going through the house, you might want to use antibacterial um, cleaning products. Uh, but on the whole, you really can get away with less, less damaging chemicals um, and more sort of natural eco-friendly products um, within your, your home and within personal care products as well. Now, the third chemical I want to talk about, um, now this is going to ruffle a few feathers probably, but I do always like to talk about this, um, and it's essential oils. Now, essential oils, you know, aren't a, a, a really detrimental chemical that we use. You know, essential oils are naturally based, but what I want um, to come across here is that essential oils are really concentrated and you need to take really good care and caution when using them. And the thing that irks me about essential oils is that there's unqualified people out there, you know, uh, within these multi-level marketing kind of um, programs uh, that are selling, selling essential oils and encouraging, I've seen it myself in Facebook groups and things, encouraging mums to give their kids a drop of this essential oil in their water um, or a drop of that essential oil um, added to their food. So my, you know, overall sort of blanket rule of essential oils is do not take them internally without qualified advice through an aromatherapist and an aromatic medicine practitioner, not from someone who sells the oils that doesn't have any qualifications. I'm, I love essential oils. I just want to say here, I love um, using them in, uh, you know, to, to like in a vaporizer at home. I, I love using them to clean, um, to use externally. They are fantastic. Um, they're great to use in cleaning products, personal care products, but you do need to be really careful taking them internally, particularly things like oregano, lemon. Um, they're just a couple of good examples that I've seen recommended on, in online forums to take internally because they are antibacterial. So they probably will have a good effect at helping to kill bacteria that might be making someone sick. Um, but so oregano, for example, it's you know, it has really strong antibacterial properties. So when you are taking it internally, it is going to have an effect on the gut microbiome. And, you know, as a herbal medicine practitioner, um, I do recommend taking oregano for some people when they have got dysbiosis within their gut to get on top of any overgrowth of bad bacteria. But you really need to be careful with dose and you need to be careful with post-care, making sure you're replenishing that healthy bacteria that could have been killed off within, you know, by taking oregano. And I would never, ever recommend something like oregano for children because it is so, so potent and um, so strong. I can't remember the exact stats, but, you know, for example, a drop of, of lemon oil contains dozens of lemons um, in there. So you've got to remember that these are concentrated forms of, 
you know, they're, they're, they're concentrated botanicals. Um, so don't take them internally unless you've been prescribed them from someone qualified. Use them externally. That's absolutely fine. Um, but you do really want to be careful with internal essential oils. I wonder if that's something you've heard before. You may have heard me talk about it before. I always get lots of messages, emails, Instagram messages saying, what, (laughs) when I start talking about this. But I thought naturopaths liked essential oils. Yes, but they need to be used in a really careful way. Um, So really important to, to understand that. Just because it's natural doesn't mean it's safe for everyone, doesn't mean that it's harmless for all Um, situations. And especially with someone who has got, um, you know, has got a gut that might need some work, attention, might have some imbalances, you know, throwing in some harsh essential oils is generally not going to be a good thing. So, those chemicals that we want to be careful of when it comes to our kids' gut health and their microbiome are the medications that we talked about, the antibiotics, but also the oral contraceptive pill, steroids, anti-inflammatories, antacids, antidepressants. Um, The second one was the antibacterial chemicals in cleaning and personal care products. And the third one was essential oils. So I hope that's really helped you get clear on some of those things that your child might might be exposed to that you can start reducing or in the case of the medications, you know, making sure that medication is absolutely um, needed in the first place. And then when you are, when, when your child is taking that medication or after taking it, if it's just a short course of, of um, antibiotics, you want to do that gut replenishment work. Okay. I really hoped you enjoyed today's episode and come on over, send me a DM on Instagram, natural super kids, and let me know what you thought of this episode. Thanks guys. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week. Before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kid's Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.